You need sensitivity training. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello, Larry. It is episode 97 of Planet Rage. 97, the wreck of the old 97. Is it, this is going to be a wreck with it with the... Uh... Who knows? You never can tell. You know, we, we, might, uh, we might derail. And wouldn't that be fun? Who can say? Hey, sometimes listen, that is fun. I have a burning question. Burning. Burning, baby. Yes. I want to know if you have dispatched a contract killer to the Bay Area to take care of John C. Dvorak after what he said about <laughs> your girl, Taylor Swift. You know, I didn't even catch it live. I, you know, did see the, the ongoing memes. And I know. Oh, the meme, the, hey, listen, Darren, the yep. meme was the tip of the iceberg. He went off. Holy he was, shit. Oh, 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 he, he doesn't like the uh, the queen of pop. Is that where we're I getting guess to? Not at least he didn't back. You know, the, it was the clip is from like 2008 or something. It was like show number 73. And Taylor was sort of a UFO. And Adam's right. like, well, who is she? And, and then Dvorak, he just he just started riffing. It was holy shit. You know, that was early <laughs> on. Yeah, I remember that. And that was early on in her career, right about the time she was becoming popular. Yeah. And at that point, she had not quite learned to sing because she was young. Mm-hmm. And now it's weird because it's like sports where it used to be, you know, a, a rookie in baseball or usually even in hockey was, you know, mid 20s or so. And now right. these kids are breaking in at 18 years old music the same way, except you could even be younger. I mean, it seems like there's less uh, regulation. Doesn't matter how old you are. You could be a pop star. You could be one at 10. Doesn't matter if you sure. can handle it or not. Yeah. And she did not have the chops to um, be singing at the time. And I understand people are like, why? Why is she so popular? And now somebody made the uh, comparison. And I just thought it was wild between her and Matt, uh, whatever his name is, Kelsey. We talked about him on the last show because he. Oh, listen, we scooped them. Big <laughs> we time. got him good. Big time. We scooped them big time. Maybe they listen to us. They should. They should. We are like no agenda, but angrier. <laughs> that's bladder rage no agenda but angry yeah and uh somebody made the comparison and we talked about because you were like well how much does he make mm-hmm. and he was like on the you know 50 something player in the nfl as far as his salary went but somebody well, pretty good out, i mean how many guys play in that league probably what hundreds right or, yeah i would think at least because there's what there's like 12 guys out at a time and then there's offense and defense and then how many nfl teams are yeah. there i know there's 30 baseball teams i don't know how many nfl teams there are okay. it's a lot of guys hundreds three four five hundred probably at least so i mean you're still making decent money yeah and i think he makes like 15 million a year or so mm-hmm. and somebody broke down the taylor swift empire <laughs> she spends more than that on lunch yeah she makes that in a day 
yeah, yearly sure. salary she makes in a day. It's like, whoa, sure. That's a whole different kind of rich. You look at the NFL players and baseball players with the $30 million contracts. You're like, wow, that's a lot of money. And Taylor's like, that's yeah, that's two days. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, That's nice. That's cute. You guys have cute. to work all Isn't year for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, they, those case, something was sort of still bugging me about that. And we spoke about it last show. And of course I told her why he bugged me. Um, and then this, this, I didn't look too closely at the, the alleged romance, which, which, which uh, Adam claims is completely concocted and bullshit. And I can believe that. And his reasons were that when they left the, the stadium and so forth, they, there was no body contact. They didn't hold hands. They didn't link arms. There was quite a bit of daylight between them, which wouldn't be typical of a newly dating couple. But what if and, it was like a first date? Literally, it's like that's the, that's the oddity of being the most yeah. recognizable person on the planet. If you go on a first date, Everybody in the world is watching. True. But this thing was clearly orchestrated as a Photoshop. This was not paparazzis, you know, miraculously catching this through a, you know, nine foot lens. No, this was, this was pretty well staged. Oh, I have no doubt. They were talking about how much money the team yeah. and he would make alone just from people buying jerseys and that kind sure. of stuff. Yes. Yes. And then I saw this morning, there were clips on X of, Taylor, I guess uh, Taylor, there was a big game yesterday uh, at the Jets stadium uh, with the Chiefs. And there's Taylor walking through security and <laughs> I mean, just happens to be also tagging behind her is Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, you know, a few other, I guess, big stars I've never heard of, but I'm, I'm sure they're very famous. And I thought, wait a minute, I'll bet you, what do you want to bet all these people are repped by CAA? You know, this whole thing was just sort of dreamed up. I mean, please please there is a lot to go for the uh the money involved in all of the things all of the publicities all of yeah. the merchandising mm -hmm. and i mean it's it is an oddity when you get to yeah. that level because it's like think about that there's nobody well there's very few people i mean there's a, probably a few guys that are like uh princes and kings that rule countries but there's very few people out there that make more money than she does this is true. So this whole like now, how do you find love? How do you know somebody's with you for you? Or because of the fact that you make what an NFL player does in an hour. Yeah. Well, if I would just speak with Taylor in an avuncular manner, <laughs> I would say, Taylor, I'd take a pass on this uh, guy because he's never going to love you as much as he loves himself. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. We have a we have a clip on the, the Taylor thing too, but the oh, uh, Chicago nine wait, 39 shot, five killed. Okay. So I mean it was a little bit warmer. DigiGuru yeah. was just talking about that in the troll room, trollroom.io. When we do these things live, you can come in. I can see what you say. Larry doesn't want to know because it's uh the trolls they, they bother Larry. He is <laughs> he's like, they're unwashed to the masses. You have to stay no, away. No. 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 no, that's not true. I'm an ostrich head in the sand. <laughs> that's, I'm that's much happier that way. It's not a bad way to go, but it's like 85 yeah. degrees in Chicago today. So, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's like it's October. Summer. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is October. This is the uh, first podcast I've done since the last planet rage. I mean, I was planning on taking Wednesday off for the mm -hmm. wife's birthday anyway, and not doing the, the grumpy old bends, but then the tooth 
really Uh-oh. flared up Uh-oh. and it was that's the- what i was worried about i'm thinking where the fuck is darren i'm looking right. online i'm not seeing any rock and roll pre-show i'm not seeing any promo from you as usually you're always all over that thank you very much uh, where's darren well i finally decided and uh after then skipping the we were gonna all go to dinner for the wife's birthday that didn't work out it was like in uh I would say a screwdriver being driven into my ear. Oh, shit. So I went to the dentist. I'm like, yeah, just can you tell me if this is? I'm like, is this infected? If so, can I get an antibiotic? And he did the x-rays and he's like, no. I mean, there's a little maybe something on the one that they did the re-root canal on. He's like, but otherwise everything looks good. He's like, but I'll give you uh, an antibiotic anyway which was good because that was the second thought in this was this is a sinus infection of some sort but i mean it it did it was like it started with tooth pain and then went fully into an ear pain but it turned out it wasn't the tooth he gave me the amoxicillin and um, about three doses into that i could tell it was making things better and then about two days into that my whole upper mouth was sore as the real oddity and i've talked about this the fact that i have the tooth that is sensitive to cold ever since it's been worked on and all that yes yes no longer sensitive to cold god damn so I'm guessing this was a sinus infection of some sort that started about a year ago and then just languished. Oh, shit. And now that it was finally knocked out, I was still sleeping this morning. I'm like, oh, I can do I can do the rage. I can do the two hours of rage and then probably go right back to bed mm-hmm. because between the antibiotics that I've been taking, the, you know, the high dose of the Mucinex DM every 12 hours and just knocking this stuff out the antihistamines which i hate taking because they knock me out anyway yeah but it does seem to be knocking it out which is a good thing mm, damn right and i'm like maybe how I long won't is need this the root canal sorry continue maybe i won't need a root canal on that tooth because they're maybe always like won't. you know it's not infected but they're like if you have the you know the cold sensitivity i guess nobody thought maybe this could be something beyond that i don't know how common it is i mean i looked it up and there definitely happens but the fact that i went and took the cold water into my mouth the other day and like squished it around it was like wait that doesn't hurt anymore stop doing your own research i know you're not not a scientist (laughs) you know i shouldn't (laughs) because i somehow find ways to fix things rather than yeah uh, so what you're telling me you have probably been suffering with a low-grade infection for like an entire fucking year yeah is that what you're telling me Holy and i'm shit. guessing this started when the last dentist worked on that tooth so now i'm beginning yeah. to because that's when this started because i'm like yeah. that's when she did the filling on that tooth it was shortly thereafter mm-hmm. i'm wondering if it was a dirty fucking needle something like that that oh, yeah. got into the sinuses when they inject mm-hmm. you with the oh, yeah. novocaine or whatever compound they're using these days yes Yes. And that would make sense that that was the issue. And the, the most amazing thing was just how, well, I mean, not really amazing how bad the pain was with the infection, how sore everything was 
once I could feel everything starting to drain, it was like there's, there's been pressure on the upper back teeth, which that's where the sinuses will affect, uh, yeah. the amount of pressure that must've been on them that was then relieved to cause that kind of soreness. It's like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, I think you're dead on. I mean, I must a, a dentist almost killed me when I was about 19. And, um, uh, the only, the only, um, um, solution to the mystery of I me, mean, I had, I had two um, wisdom teeth removed. Okay. And I chronicled this all. I think it was in episode yes. 12, way, way back. I think it was, the, the episode is called Larry cheats death. And it was a great episode that you Thank made you. Ryan Bembrose listen to before he went to have some <laughs> dental surgery. <laughs> okay. But the only, but the thing was, I mean, I, I walked in there very healthy. I was not in pain. My other dentist, I, you know, I guess I'd had a little bit of the, they were impacted, but they were not infected. Okay. Big difference. Zero pain. And my usual dentist was sunning his ass in Bahamas or something. It was middle of winter. And I don't know who this fucking UFO guy was. He was terrible. He was a total asshole. And I'm convinced, like you said, he worked on me with dirty tools or fingers or something. Because, you know, within hours, my head was the size of a fucking basketball. And and I, I was so sick for two weeks. When I went back to school, people said, do you have cancer? I mean, it was, it was, <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. It was fucking bad. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That is a bad yeah. sign if it's like you look bad that bad. Yes. Like what happened yes. to you? Did you get hit by a truck? Nope. Went to the dentist. Right. One of the dentist. Yeah. So you got to get a good dentist. I think I have one. You now. do. You do have one now. Well, good. Good. Yeah. Well, he gave you that stuff. So how long is the course of uh, antibiotics? 10 days, three a day ten for days. 10 days. And this was just kind of like, well, I don't really see it in there, but you know, just in case, and I, yeah. you know, it's like, I, and then I yes. immediately went and sent my normal doctor a message through the the portal and his nurse got back to me within an hour. I'm like, well, this is, I'm assuming this is what he would have done. If the dentist were like, I don't see anything, go to your doctor. He'd be like, well, okay, I'll give you an antibiotic and see yeah. if that clears it up. But because mm. since it started with that upper tooth that I thought was going to need a root canal because it's been sensitive to cold for so long. And they're like, well, it was probably that the Jeez. cavity was too close. And it's, it, that's the other interesting thing. There's no, 100 percent science for this so the the new dentist is just looking at the x-rays like well it's close but how close is too close for it to be sensitive yeah and obviously it's either close enough when you've got a raging infection going on mm -hmm. and now that that is wow. gone or hoping this uh one round of this will clear it up i thought i was on something maybe it wasn't a full 10 days or as strong of a uh strong of a thing i know they gave me one for one of the root canal redos but um well see that's another thing that was another thing that once was really bad i had a strep throat and somebody gave me you know a course of antibiotics but it was fucking sissified it was not when you when you when you hit antibiotics it has to be a knockout punch right you don't want it, it to it be left you don't want to dance with it you got to fucking knock it flat kill it and if you don't it comes back twice as bad and that's what, that's what, you know, happened to me. And it sounds like that's what happened to you. Yeah, that would be my guess. So we'll see how this goes from here, but at least that seems yeah. we're making uh, progress. Jeez. Well, you sound great, man. You definitely sound energized. Not that you're ever sluggish or lethargic, but I think you're even more peppy than your usual self. So well, I just had some yeah. coffee. So I mean, right there, oh, so you're doing we're that. like mainlining it, getting ready for the rage. <laughs> okay. Now I guess yes, you want to start with the mayor. Um, 
the Mary Ham clip. I know that was suggested on uh, Sir Seat Sitter brought that to our attention. Yeah, and you were just on his show, that abs in a six pack debacle. I was just on that show, and as usual, had a lot of fun. And uh, he runs a great, great show. It's always good to hang with him. Always a pleasure. He he does the best work when he just stops talking and lets everybody else talk. (laughs) Oh, wow okay so he, he was the first on. podcaster that i saw well i experienced pulling that where it's like okay let me get the guys from grimerica let me get nick the rat let me get darren let me get everybody on and then he didn't talk for like an hour it was like did really you, did you fall asleep did you go mm. away and he, yeah, maybe maybe yeah if you got people yeah. talking that's all you need well you know he's got a little kid now so that probably takes some pressure off he can go change a diaper or something no i think the yeah. kid's almost three so it's past the diaper phase but still they're very demanding so yeah soon the kid will be diapering chris you know how it is that's right well, yeah, absolutely i'm ready for that myself so you know but this yeah. is a uh, bill maher with mary Catherine ham i believe she's been a commentator a yeah. spokeshead for um, yeah a long time and sam harris and Sam, and as Dvorak would say, she's an attractive gal. Um, <laughs> Speaking a as a producer only, of course. Only. Yeah, but she's good. She's very articulate. And, and you know, I'll just butt in as I always do. But I, when I saw this clip, I thought, thank you, Chris. And it's just so evident how these fucking people, namely Mar and, and Harris, have their heads so far up their own asses, they cannot see daylight. The original sin from both media and the intelligence agencies and and, uh, and federal law enforcement is the Russiagate stuff. And the reason that so many in the party, and I'm here as the translator. Stop, stop. That sound effect, somebody put in, they plugged in a Photoshop thing of like, like Mars head exploding every time she dropped. Yeah, I saw that. So just somebody, so, you know, so the folks at home know that's what the sound is. Okay, sorry. I'm not one of them, but so many in the party except so much of Donald Trump's behavior is because the Russia stuff was a lie. No, it wasn't. Well, it wasn't all a lie. It yes, wasn't, it's not uh, all a is, lie. You guys have it, been written. Uh, are you, are you no, guys going to do steel uh, dossier on me? No, no, no. Here? no that, that, well, that some of the steel dossier yeah. was true. Okay, you know, this... Like, this, we did Mueller report for three years. Yes, and, and Mueller never time, said he was innocent. And the whole Stop. time, I'm like... Yeah, he never Isn't said that he rich? was innocent. Uh-huh. He never said he was innocent. I well, mean, he, he didn't have evidence to prove he was guilty, but he never said he was innocent. Larry. Innocent. Yeah. Yeah. He never said, oh, you know, would, would you date my daughter, Donald, please? I mean, what a fucking asshole thing to say, Marty. You have any idea the fucking how the world works? <laughs> it's just, we never said he's innocent. What a fucking idiot he is. Well, because there are different levels of not believing what you're hearing and then realizing that it was orchestrated by Mm. your side putting that in air quotes and then not wanting to admit that this oh well no no part of it was part of it was true if i were i'd have been like well which part specifically was was true because then they're not going to have an answer for that no they won't and it's steel dossier you know what what, what, it wasn't all it was some of it was true yeah probably like i bet the date when it was released was true and the grammar was correct and you know what it's just these people are fucked up. There was Mueller. He was an apparatchik for the left, for the Dems. They spent 40 million bucks. They wanted his head on a fucking pike. If they could have found any, any scintilla of prosecutable, prosecutable evidence, he'd have been fucking toast. I mean, fuck you, Bill Maher. Yeah, and they're still at it. They're still at it. Like, guys, I don't think he's a Russian plant. 
and everyone on CNN set is looking at me like I'm crazy. And at the end, we get to not much there, there. Which no, was there the was case quite a bit there. There was a lot there. Was there. Lot there. there was, was a lot collusion. there. It was collusion we never had before. Right. It was unprecedented. There was a lot there. What, what, yeah, sure. Unprecedented. What was? What exactly was unprecedented? <laughs> well, I liked when they continue to start getting more into it. Like, but. Yeah. It wasn't illegal, and it was all in perfect uh, daylight. And, and mm, but, right. but but it was uh, it's like yeah, come on, yeah, that a president would do that. He just did it in public because yeah. he's insane. You do know he's, he's, <laughs> no, I- it's like no, no, doing it in public means you know you're righteous. Exactly, it's not being insane. Insane is doing something illegal in public, Billy. Yeah. I, I do think I think one of the advantages of being insane, and most of it. Probably none of it was illegal, right? So, I mean, this was always David Frum's. Right, and probably none of it was illegal. So what are you folks talking about? Right, what's the problem? Well, that's going to come up in a second. There's a a money quote buried in here. Everything he's doing is in plain view, and it's not illegal. He's just violating every political norm we have. Stop. There you go. He's violating every political norm. What the fuck does that mean, Harris? It means he's not playing the way he's supposed to play. That's what it means. He's trying to make his own rules. Exactly. Yeah. And we don't like it. Right. And it's not illegal. He's just violating every political norm he's, we except, have. Except, except there, are things, there were things that were okay, illegal, like know, using the FISA court to spy on American citizens in ways that they should yeah, not have done. That, 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 that was legal, right. but that wasn't him. That's right. That's right. And the right. fact that the Hillary Clinton campaign right. was partially responsible for funding this dossier, which partially came from, but, oh, wait for it, Russian disinformation. It was, a, and then it started okay, but, this cycle I, I, of media circle jerk, and then we had four years of that. I'm just not exactly. I admire a woman that uses that term on television. <laughs> I really do. And she said it very well. You're like, how do some people should be like, how dare you? Yeah. Good for Good on you, baby. And, and such a, what's such a, like a nice kind of, you can picture her, you know, in a plaid skirt, holding her books and stuff. That Catholic girl named Mary Catherine Ham, but she's very cool. She's fiery. Yeah. Exactly everything they said it was, but it's not nothing. The standard of evidence used for the Russia thing for three, four years Versus the standard of evidence used now in media for Biden and Hunter Biden's shenanigans mm. and fairly obvious influence peddling is worlds apart. Worlds yeah. apart. And I would just like to, and voters deserve fairness in how these two people are treated. They do not get it, and they sometimes don't get yeah. it from law enforcement. And here's the problem. A bunch of people, including in the justice system, looked at Trump and said, he's going to bust all the norms. And you know what we need to do? Bust all the norms to stop him. And that is oh, very, very unhealthy. No, I mean, I think that <laughs> they don't like it when somebody's telling them uh, that they're using the same exact things that they're doing to get Donald Trump. But I don't think there is any question that the media coverage on the Biden, somebody, I think it was Bill Maher, uh, a month or two ago said if Hunter Biden was a Bush kid, or I'm sorry, a, a Trump kid, then this would be a 24-7 news story on True. CNN, and it's not. And it's not. Props to him for saying that, yes. He it's goes also back interesting and forth. to note the, you know, the composition of his audience, because when, when Marr, the other douche, makes a point, thunderous applause. Obviously, there's like nine people in the audience clapping for Mary. <laughs> Which is nine more than you might guess on that show. That's true. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But this is why people don't trust the media 
This is why they don't feel they're getting the truth because we never really get to the point. And I don't even know if you can anymore mm. with the way society interacts with each other. Yes. The concept that you can say whatever you want and people are going to believe what they want to believe. You're never going to convince some people of some things. And the Trump Russia thing is one of those things that's going to go down in history. People will be like, no, I remember that. Yeah, no, they impeached him. It was really bad. Yeah, he was in bed with Putin Uh because Putin wanted him in so he could lose the next election and then he can go into Ukraine. Yes. That's what never made any sense. It's like, no, no, Putin did not want Trump. If I know if I would have fully believed Putin was uh, trying to rig the election to not have Trump be elected. Yeah. But the way that the Democrats try to spin it, you're like, Hillary, he didn't want me. And it's like, well, then why did he help? You know, why did he help? It just doesn't make sense. It just never made yeah, any sense. It's all bullshit. The minute a Democrat got into office, Putin went into Ukraine. So why would he have been working to help Donald Trump when Donald Trump kept him in check? That's the kind of thing that Bill Maher and his ilk can never really explain either. Never. No. It's like, well, why not? Well, I don't know. Nobody wants to. Nobody (laughs) wants to dig deeper into that one. No, just uh, spout the party line. Now, let's go to our buddy, Keith. Oh, wow, getting Keith in early. Okay. It's a longer clip than usual oh, because I right. decided to, uh, rather than just pulling his quick little, oh, here's what's coming up on my podcast. Yeah. I actually pulled the first like four minutes of his podcast. Oh. So we can dig a little deeper into it. So I'm like, I wanted to know when mm-hmm. I heard the little, uh, and I was glad he got into it right away. Yeah. But I wanted to know if, the insanity that he spews is just to get people to listen. And then because some people do that, you'll have, well, here, here's my, here's my teaser. I get you in. And then he's not as crazy when you, when you break it down. No, no. Yes. He's just as crazy. Just crazy. Is is this an audio thing or is it, did you pull audio from a video clip? It is audio. I was, it was on YouTube, but the, there is no video to the audio. It would be like if we took our audio podcast and just put a, static thing you know yeah. video frame with it um because i wanted to know if he was wearing harry potter's glasses <laughs> and uh, judd hirsch's shawl collar sweater from taxi that's how he that's how he usually does the little uh yeah the little 90 second things this he actually sounded like he was in front of a real microphone so that's how oh, really oh okay but he always was wearing the big it's either harry potter or harry Carey glasses now which i don't know He's, he wants to be harry no matter what yeah we all know what globalists means. Do we all know what globalist means? Let me stop this already. That's the first uh, words of the podcast. Yeah. I'd say, you know, he may have a real mic, but uh, it's definitely overmodulating. He's, he's, uh, he's peeking on that. I tried I to fix the audio because there was yeah. music at the beginning of this. So oh, yeah. I tried to get rid of the music because it's like, yeah. what do you need that for? But right. everybody out there in the uh, troll room, what does globalist mean to Keith Olbermann, what is globalist? What is that a what is that a dog whistle for? What does that mean when he when Donald Trump says globalist? That's right. Pfeiffer's like that's the libs mean the Jewish folks. Yes. That's that's what uh, Keith Olbermann hears when he hears globalism. 
He has a mental illness. Let's let this continue here. Right? We all know what globalists is a euphemism for what it means among the QAnons and the fascists and the MAGAs and the Trumpists and the Republicans. Right? That's a lot of people in there too, Keith. The whole Republican Party. Broad brush. Yeah. So he's so he's saying that the world the word globalist is anti-Semitic in its essence. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, because when uh, we hear global <laughs> Yeah. That is okay. how great this is how he's coming out of the gate, too. It's like, oh my God, dude. Wow. Okay. As ever, in the endless flow of perversion and evil and sickness coming out of Trump, there is so much all at once that you can miss some of it. Wednesday in Detroit at the fake rally. At the fake rally. The fake rally. All those people were, they were robots and shit, I guess. That's yes. That right? Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's better because there's even more fake. Okay. With the fake union members. So they were fake oh, union members. Union members are fake too. Okay. <laughs> no, right. None of it's real. I guess it was, maybe it was in front of a green screen. Did we miss something? Maybe. Or maybe that, maybe Trump is richer than we even imagined. And he's got like, he's got thousands of extras on the payroll just can show up and do what he wants. Yeah, put some uh, union garb on and get out yeah. there and, and scream. Yeah. yeah. You need to send a message and join the ultimate strike against the globalist class by casting your vote for. He. So, and that, of course, let's listen. He's what he said there. Now, that sounded very violent, right? It did sound violent. You know, followed that up with a social media post quoting, of course, himself. Same thing. Join the ultimate strike against the globalist class. And, of course, that is the rare double dog whistle, because to anti-Semites like Trump, globalist means Jews, but it also has a clean meaning dealing with the interconnections of the modern world internationally. And he got away with strike there because he was nominally addressing the labor action by the United Auto Workers. And, of course, if you think he was telling his cult of thugs to take labor action against those dealing with the interconnections of the modern world, congratulations on awakening from your nine-year coma. So he, Donald, he has thugs now, too. Thugs. A thugs. cult of and so thugs. It, and I'm pretty sure, isn't Trump's son-in-law Jewish? Yeah. Yes. Um, don't, we don't want to mention these kind don't of mention things. That. Okay. And I think I've seen, I've seen, I've seen Trump at the wall. He's buddies with Netanyahu. I don't, you know, and even I grew up in New York in the, in the glory days of Trump. I don't ever remember the slightest whisper of anything like that about Donald Trump ever, ever, ever. Larry, why are you bringing facts to a Keith Olbermann? I'm clip? sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Jay. He's so out of his mind. It's almost a beautiful thing. It really is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Trump began to covertly attack Jewish people as soon as his presidential campaign began. Right. As soon as his presidential campaign began, he was covertly doing something against the Jewish people. Well, how would you know, Keith, if it was covert? That's a good, that's a very good point, Tara. Oh, I guess Keith has superpowers. Yeah, he's on from his Clark Kent glasses. Uh Uh-huh. He was undercover in the, in the community, Uh, if you will. There you go. Yeah. He threatened globalists at the United Nations. This is nothing new. But the use of that term ultimate strike should set off any remaining alarm bells which have not been ringing continuously all this time. This is not a complicated calculation. If Donald Trump determined that he could get elected by beginning a full-fledged pogrom against Jewish people, Jewish influence, 
Jewish whatever, he'd do it. When we speak of him as having the soul of a mass murderer, that's what we mean. When we speak of him as having the soul soul of a a mass mass murderer. So this fucking imbecile, and he truly is an imbecile, this is an obsession with him because wasn't it last week clip it clip you were running about him uh, he was starting oh I remember Trump was he was erecting concentration camps for what illegal aliens or something right right so he's really he's really down the, the Hitler thing with this guy <laughs> now our buddy wow. NetNet said it was at a non-union shop that he talked at but some people say there were union members there others are saying no so there may be some question I guess on how many if any union members were there. And uh, DigiGuru pointing out that Trump's daughter did actually convert to the Jewish faith. I thought so as well. Yes. After yes, marrying he is, he is Jared. Jewish yeah. son-in-law and a Jewish daughter now. Okay. But he hates the Jews. I mean, that's he obvious. Hates he hates them. Yeah. Keith doesn't want to, you know, again, he doesn't want to look at any facts that would just hurt Keith yeah. because Trump has the soul of a mass murderer. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I've been trying to, uh, I haven't been as diligent about it as I should but I've been every now on out now and then I bait Keith on X and I'll include, you know, planet rage show your handle mine. And I wish everyone would sort of join in with that and see if we can get that asshole triggered. So he'll respond to us or block everybody involved. or block everybody. That'd be good too. We can all be tro- have trophies. We'll give away some merch. If you, if you get blocked by Keith, we'll send you something. I don't oh, know. that's a great idea. Right. Get blocked by Keith. Uh, that'd be fun because he is just an, just an, unbelievable asshole <laughs> it's beyond well and i've yet to hear him back up anything that he says never it's all never <laughs> that's a damn good impersonation there you go it's keith meets joey <laughs> man what a meeting of the minds that would be yeah sort of the you know, the halfwits yeah people do not have any actual value to him they don't exist for him reenact the holocaust in whole or in part to get reelected to stay out of jail of course he'd do that he would reenact the holocaust says wow mm. keith overman of trump yeah he would reenact the holocaust right. to stay out of jail or get reelected. so would this be like a like a, a put-on thing like a costume like the civil war reenactors or right. is actually going to do this which be clear keith you're supposed to be a journalist true Wh- which is it true a reenactment is not redoing it's not exactly. having another holocaust no. no it's not that's like what the civil war people do when they're like hey let's get together and put on uniforms exactly. and have a barbecue yeah the, the, the blue and the gray and then we'll eat kibasa together yeah sure uh keith eats a little kibasa let me tell you yeah <laughs> And he'd do it to any group you could name. If he became convinced that he could regain the White House by rounding up and killing all the left-handed people, he would do it. Hey, wow. I'm left-handed. Are you? Yeah. So is my wife. Yeah. And one of my daughters. Mm. And I guess Donald Trump's going to round safe. us You're up. not safe. I know. None of us. We're not. None of us are none of you left-handed guys. I'm, a, I'm good. I'm a full righty. So, yeah. And I believe Keith believes this. That's the scary part of really? the mental Ill- illness that I think he's got. I think he is fully ingrained and believes what he is saying because yeah. he, the way, again, he says it with such fervor that it's like, he believes yeah. that he is so mad. And it's like, you, you don't make any, I've, I've yet to hear anybody make a point this asinine. And there's a lot of bad points out there, but 
oh, if Trump yeah. could round up everybody and kill them that uh, was left-handed just to win, he would. It's like, yeah. you're saying that Donald Trump has a history then, obviously, of destroying people to get what he wants, yet uh, there's no examples or proof that this has actually happened. You know, on the other side, we look at the actual numbers after Donald Trump was president of the economy, and we see that it was all-time low unemployment for the black citizens, all-time low unemployment for the Hispanic citizens, all-time low for every citizen. Yes. But he hates everybody. Oh, he, he hates, hates everybody. Them. You know, Adam's always talking about the, uh, the fantastic uh, professional reach of the No Agenda tribe. You know, there's always, there's always a, there's a, there's a pilot out there or a doctor or a, you know, metallurgist, whatever the fuck it is. It, it seems like there's always somebody out there who can weigh in with a professional opinion on whatever topic is being tossed about. And I wonder if there, I wonder if there's a psychologist or psychiatrist out there who could give us kind of a thumbnail rundown of what kind of fucking insanity Keith Olbermann has, because it, it can't be, this can't be new. And that'd be fun no. to find out about. Yeah. What is the clinical term for Olbermanism? Yeah. <laughs> right. Or maybe that's what it now. That? It's your chin what from now that? up front be called Olbermanism. Olbermanism. <laughs> But, of course, the issue of the globalists is one of the few that actually resonates with something inside Trump's semi-human brain, because he is an anti-Semite. It is just two weekends since he reposted a meme on Rosh Hashanah, created by some clown who used to be on this Real Housewives of New Jersey show called Siggy Flicker. Quote, just a quick reminder for liberal Jews who voted to destroy America and Israel because you believed false narratives. Let's hope you learn from your mistake and make better choices moving forward. Happy New Year. Which part of that was anti-Semitic? I'm not I really. Know. I don't understand what the hell was said there. What did he say? Let's back this up because he like favor. You know, he again uh, favored a favorited. A meme that just said, you know, basically for the Jews that voted for Joe Biden, you know, are you happy now? Are you enjoying your vote? That's kind of what it sounds like. I don't understand how okay. that would be anti-Semitic. That would just be like, OK, if a bunch of black people voted for somebody and you said, hey, are you happy with your vote? How would that wouldn't be racist? And this was on Twitter or it sounds like, yeah, somebody posted a meme. Maybe it was one of these other gab or whatever Trump's yeah, thing something. is called. And allegedly, so Trump liked this. He clicked like on this meme or whatever. So now this makes him whatever. And that was, there was no uh, hemming and hawing here from Keith Olbermann. Is it? I mean, I guess since Trump is a public figure saying he is an anti-Semite, saying Donald Trump is a anti-Semite. That is exactly what Keith Olbermann said. Yeah. That's not actionable as far as a libel lawsuit. Uh I know there's, there's a much different thing between being a public figure and a private yes. figure true and uh, no beret points out the clinical term for uh keith is fucktard <laughs> that, that seems about right thank you that's per that's perfect that sounds yes yes scientific but, too of course the issue of the globalists is one of the few that actually resonates with something inside trump's semi-human brain because he is an anti-semite it is just two weekends since he reposted a meme on Rosh Hashanah, created by some clown who used to be on this Real Housewives of New Jersey show called Siggy Flicker. 
Quote, just a quick reminder for liberal Jews who voted to destroy America and Israel because you believed false narratives. Let's hope you learn from your mistake and make better choices moving forward. Happy New Year. I still don't understand how that's anti-Semitic. I mean, I've heard the words and he's basically saying if you're Jewish and you voted to destroy America by voting for Joe Biden, maybe you should think again. But I and don't understand this, how that's anti-Semitic. I don't know. And and what is the what is the, what is the ethnicity of that meme dude or poet? I don't know the Siggy Flicker or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. So I don't know. We don't know. Okay. And then there was a reference to all the things Trump supposedly has done for Jewish people, and the rhetorical question: What Nazi anti-Semite ever did this? And this Flicker woman misspelled Nazi. So that's what Keith was most up said about was that somebody misspelled nazi even though he's telling us yeah all the great things that that uh that trump has done for the jewish community but somebody misspelled nazi so that just uh, yeah that totally takes all of the rest of it away in keith's mind and obviously if you disagree then it's anti-semitic okay but this is the world we're in now where people take words and if you say something they throw it right down like, oh, my God, I can't believe you. Uh, you would actually say that. There was a, a case, and I only find these things for looking for clips for this show, but there was a British actor that got into some trouble for saying some mean things about a woman that had said some things that he didn't like and, of course, lost his job because that's what happens of course. now. Um, But this is just a quick clip. There's more to this, and I've got text if we need it. But this is what this woman said. They were talking about the problem in the UK, which I guess it's a fairly severe one of men committing suicide. Hmm. And there was a call for a special, you know, like you'd have in the United States. We need to put somebody in charge of this. Right. And this was her reaction for that. I think that it feeds into the culture a little bit, this Minister for Men argument. Like, In my mind, I think there should be a Minister for Mental Health, which should be all-encompassing. I mean, you've got something like 7 million children waiting for prescriptions for mental health at the moment. It's a crisis that's endemic throughout the country, not specific to men. And I think, you know, a lot of ministers kind of bandy this about to sort of, I'm sorry, but make an enemy out of women. So her reaction to the male suicide problem and the call for this was, well, let's make an enemy out of women, which I don't understand. Maybe there's yeah. something missing in the English to English translation. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting seeing this clip, which was, of course, out first on YouTube with a lot of people doing the basic. Oh, how dare she? How is she even still having a job? Why? She's so very hateful. And I'm like. I don't know if I see or hear hateful here. I maybe see somebody that disagrees with you. and. Hmm. is maybe you know ignorant to a topic i was kind of more horrified by the fact that you're saying there's seven million plus children in the uk waiting for mental health prescriptions hmm. it's like that's a lot that's an awful lot yeah but it's probably it's you know i don't know if they're waiting for them but it's, the, the number is much higher of course in the u.s kids on uh, various psychotropics it's kind of a trend kind of yeah Mm-hmm. Now we have, a, this is, I believe, the clip that got the news, Lawrence Fox, I guess the guy's name is, got him in trouble. 
we're past the watershed, so I can say this. Um, show me a single self-respecting man that would like to climb into bed with that woman ever, ever, who wasn't an incel, who wasn't a cucked little incel. That little woman has been fed, spoon-fed oppression day after day after day after day, starting with the lie of the gender uh, uh, wage gap. And she sat there and I'm going like, if I met you in a bar and that was like sentence three, chances of me just walking away are just huge. We need powerful, strong, amazing women who make great points for themselves. We don't need these sort of feminist 4.0. They're pathetic and embarrassing. Who'd want to shag that? <laughs> Who'd want to shag that? I know, right? Now, he's talking about what the previous clip that you paid, played her? Is that Correct. He's referring, he is referring to? Okay. to her because of that little comment that she made. And there was more, yeah. obviously, than that okay. little clip that we had. Right. But everybody's like, oh, my God, how dare he go through okay. and say that who would want to shag her? And it was <laughs> like, wait, are we this is how sensitive that we have gotten. And there were some of the quotes from this woman are, you know, the Daily Mail has an article. I fear for my safety and I'm questioning whether I can carry on with my job. Ooh. This reminds me of the sports reporter that didn't like the other sports reporter calling her a cheerleader Barbie. Yes, very similar. Because it's like, oh, my God, how can I how can I keep doing my job? Some moron said something about me. Even though she called herself a Barbie. Well, that one did. Yes. That. Yes. <laughs> yes. This one. Uh, <laughs> this uh, Of all these stomach churning things Ava Evans had to deal with over the past week, one thing stands out and then quoting explaining it to my dad she said that has Ooh. been the worst part of this i had to say dad i'm really sorry but this man has said he wouldn't want to have sex with me and now a lot of people are talking about it and it's on the news that's if that's the worst part of your week for somebody that lives on the news so like was there a lineup of guys outside her her place waiting to have sex with her and now they've all gone away is maybe that, is that what, maybe happen or maybe that's what she was hoping would have. Uh, yeah. You know, I didn't quite understand how that was having the effect of, hmm. I don't know if I can do my job anymore. Yeah. I don't know by calling her a little woman was all that bad. Yeah. And when the line of who would want to shag that, there was only one line that I kept hearing in my head, and that was this one. Why is it that most of the people who are against abortion are people you wouldn't want to fuck in the first place? Huh? You know, now that was used to be comedy. It used to be. Now, no, this is we have to end somebody's career because he said something that was mean and I didn't like. And this guy that he was talking to here, uh, the other guy on the news that was interviewing him, you know, he tries to bring a little bit of uh, balance to that. And here's this guy. Sorry, right. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to provide a, a touch of balance from her because she did actually respond to this earlier today, saying that she regretted her comments, but she didn't apologize. Uh, yes, so, well. <laughs> so, so there you go. You know, and she's a very beautiful woman, Lawrence. Very beautiful woman. There you go. Well, beautiful. Wait, 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 wait. What happened? I thought it, nobody would want to shag her, and now she's a very beautiful woman. Which is it? Well, this is the other guy. Oh, the other guy. 
And now this, I'm like, okay, which is more offensive, which we have the first guy who says due to the things coming out of her mouth, he wouldn't want to shag her. Okay. Right. Now that super offensive is the other guy going, well, no, no, she's actually quite an attractive woman. Does that, is that really, that's, I would see as more sexist than maybe, yeah than anything else Hmm. and it doesn't really make sense that uh but it was interesting to me that he said the other presenter the guy doing the interview that the woman had responded to this and while she regretted her comment she didn't apologize well why did you regret regret those comments so there was a reason yeah to make these men mad you know something with this anti-suicide thing i don't really have the whole you know picture but i just all that stuff aside i think you should go back and replay the last 30 seconds of that clip and i know we don't do isos but i heard something there that would make a fantastic iso i've never in my life heard a human being draw out the word respond as tortuously as that guy did can we can we hear that again it's fantastic I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to provide a a touch of balance from her because she did actually respond to this. Respond. (laughs) She did respond. Fucking incredible. We need that. Respond. Maybe we need to somehow weave that into the intro, man. (laughs) That's that's how you get, right. That's how you stretch your show out to the length that you need it to. Holy shit. But the, I mean, I guess this is maybe what's going on in the UK is the Russell Brand thing dying down. I don't know. But this was knows, all over yeah. the news. Yeah. And people were like outraged by this. And I'm like, I don't understand what the outrage is. Somebody's saying, I don't like what you say. So I wouldn't want to have a relationship with you. That's really yeah. what you're saying when you're saying you wouldn't want to share. It's like, is she mad that he doesn't want to shag her? I don't understand. Yeah, How this I mean, is so aren't horrible. People, aren't people saying that any guy that wouldn't any guy that wouldn't date a uh, a transgender is transphobic? Right? Yes, isn't that the new? So that's this is part and parcel of it all, isn't it? I mean, everybody has. To, if you, whether you're female or fake female, if you reject them, you're no good. Now, this uh, on the mirror, Lawrence Fox and Dan Wooten have both been formally suspended from GB News after the former actor launched into a sickening rant. Ooh, a sickening rant about political journalist Ava Evans while his co-star smirked. Well, we just heard what he said. If that is a sickening rant, we are at a very scary place. Oh, yeah. And I think we are. Yes. It's like, this is why you can't say anything about disagreeing with anyone. And this used to be comedy. George Carlin, well, nobody wants to fuck the people that are anti-abortion anyway. This was along that same line. That I don't like her view, so I wouldn't shag her. He was trying to be funny. He was trying to be George Carlin, but you can't use those lines now. They will get you canceled. Yeah. Yeah. They will get you canceled faster than anything (laughs) else. And I didn't really understand it. I didn't understand what the big deal was. And I find that to be the case with a lot of the things that you see on in the media. You need sensitivity training. I do. Yeah, he's like you're you're a fucking brute and a boor and you're a bad man. I know, I know, and I see these stories and I'm like, well, let me look and see what the meat and potatoes of the story is. I'm ashamed to be your partner in this podcast. I'm ashamed for you. 
And then you go in and you look for the, you know, you look for the details and you're like, wait, where's, where's the bad thing he said? I don't, I don't hear anything. You know, just saying that he wouldn't want to shag her. Like that's horrible. I mean, I've heard so much worse. It's a mean rant. Yeah. Yeah, I need to pull out the, because, uh, you know, when I get a little under the weather, I just sit on the couch and I usually turn a TV show on. And just let it go from episode to episode. And MASH is what was on. Okay. And there was one where a visiting female doctor from Sweden, I think it was, comes in. And the first person she runs into is Klinger, Mm. all dressed up as a woman, as Klinger often did. Right. At least early on in his uh, character on the show. I think that ended by the end. But uh, She's like, oh, well, if that's what you want, there's an operation now that you can actually, you know, do the transgender thing. And he's just like, you people are crazier than I am. (laughs) That didn't age well. Right. And it's like, or Mm. did it? That should be, you know, Mm. just looking at I'm like, wow, was there actually going back to the 70s when the show was on? But even more interesting was when the Korean War was going on. Well, that goes back doing? to the 50s with Dr. Renee Richards, the tennis player. That was the first internationally famous uh, uh person. You know. So there you go. So MASH yeah. had it. Now, I'm surprised MASH hasn't been canceled. How is that still on Hulu? How is that still out there? They have to. We yeah. have to. And they actually had a Catholic priest on the show. I mean, oh, my God, Larry. They better they- get those AI bots on there to scrub all that shit. I know. Right. Yeah. You got you to gotta rewrite. It'll be really great because now we can just rewrite the lines and the voices of the original characters Mm -hmm. you'll never know you never know save everything kids (laughs) Uh, no beret says renee richards was in the 1970s you see maybe that was maybe they were time shifting a little not understanding that this was uh i think she goes back before the 50s yeah you've been challenged no beret we'll find out who's right it i think she goes back to the 50s at some Um, point we've got uh now we've got Bongino, Gunstore, Mar, and Carville. Oh, Carville, love that guy. He's always yeah. fun. As for a for a liberal douchebag, he is always fun to listen to. But where do yes. you want to go? Um. Well, let's see. Well, we I guess we can. We were doing some Mar, so we could do a little Mar again. We there, I think there's two. Well, we did one Mar clip, and the other one is uh, Mar and Carville talking about how they really perceive. Um, those that uh, are the political opposition to them. And, and the, I mean, if you think of these guys, don't think of themselves as elitist. Have a listen to this. I, I feel like the people who go to the rallies are the worst. Yeah. And they're talking about the Trump rallies. I'm Trump assuming. rallies. Yes. Yes. They're the worst. The worst. Yeah. These, are the, this, these are the people who, when you, you know, you said before, some of them are deplorable. Yes. Some yeah, of them are. Yeah. I feel like those are the types who, if you're actually getting your ass out to go to a Trump rally, I mean, what? You don't have the grades to get into the tractor pull. <laughs> Stop. There you go. See, that's that's part of their whole uh, priest class of uh, of leftist. Is for, first of all, if you, if you enjoy a tractor pull, you must be an imbecile, right? Um, and then besides that, you didn't have the grades. Every everything is calibrated by the uh, the letters after your name. Right. Yes, your exactly. education. What? Where did you? Did you go to Harvard? Where, where'd you go? Where'd you, what? What's your qualifications to breathe the same air as me? This is how these assholes think. That's why they don't like Bill O'Reilly because he did, he actually did go to Harvard. Yeah, 
Like, wait, you don't agree with us? No. <laughs> I, I love these. When I see it on the, doing a, like, somebody goes and they interview people. Yeah. I, 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 I got to admit, it, it, it gives me, it, I shouldn't do it. It's not, it, that, I, I, I do, I, you should never do it in my business. I actually feel superior to these people. Stop. Okay, that's, that's the end of the clip. Well, Carville, first of all, he's a fucking reptile. I'm convinced that guy is not a human being. He definitely looks like, uh, you know, a Komodo dragon or something. And um, there he is. I feel superior to them. Meanwhile, he's just stammered a la Joey. I don't know what the fuck he said for the, the 10 seconds preceding that I feel superior comment. I don't think he knows either. Oh, and I think there's also, if I'm not mistaken, the two of them were, were smoking pot. And that's like, <laughs> t- really, that's the together thing. It's like, Hey, 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 Amar, you know, can you do something else but copy Joe Rogan? You know, now it's like, oh, let's just let's let's get high. And aren't we cool dudes? Well, how about you put on a fucking backward ball cap to you, idiot? <laughs> I mean, these people are just fucking idiots. And the reality is the best Rogan shows are not ones where he is. That's not correct. Fully. There. Yes, that is correct. Mm-hmm. If you're doing it for fun, that's yeah. one thing. But if you're trying to produce serious content where you're talking about serious things. Yeah. You know, I don't no. care what you do in your spare time, but I don't want to hear you high or drunk or whatever. Exactly. And you know, but Rogan already blazed that trail. Okay. So don't, it's like the assholes who have to climb Everest. I'll never get that. I will never, the only one guy ever got up there top. He's the only one anybody should ever know, Eddie Hillary, and everybody else doesn't fucking matter. And if you do that, you don't matter. It's not an achievement. And it's amazing to me how many people whose business is, Speaking to the public that cannot speak well. Yeah. It's almost incomprehensible. Well, well this goes back to um, somebody else's in a, in a clip here is, uh, I think I sent this clip, is, was Brokaw. He was one of the first. I mean, Brokaw could barely be understood. And when I was working in that business, this was pre-digital, but there was a very funny um, VHS tape that was making the rounds from CBS to NBC to to ABC and it was it was it was Brokaw's you know incredible flubs not really flubs but he, he kind of had a speech impediment and the, and it it wound up the one they kept sort of um circling back to was him when the um when the hostages were coming in from Iran with the Ayatollah shit after after uh, Jimmy Carter had uh, lost the election and like within seconds they fucking sent them back to Reagan as a fuck you to Carter and Brokaw, maybe it was Kennedy Airport. I don't know. He was at a major airport with a film crew. And he says, they played this again and again. Yuck, yuck. Here comes the point. You heard that like 19 times. Yuck, yuck. Here comes the point. <laughs> <laughs> like clearer. Can you be a little clearer, please? Yeah. Yeah. And then he had Baba Wawa. I mean, she was right. Didn't get any bigger than her either, but didn't stop her. So uh, that's yeah. true. That is true. That, yeah. You'll notice people that without the script, they're totally different without the teleprompter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we live in that reality now, although maybe less now than when we were growing up, because so many people are covering the news independently. Yes. So it's a little bit different there. But the uh, the other clips we have are Bongino on Biden and gun store closure. Okay, so I guess I did forget to send one with the. with um broke anyway uh yeah the um let's let's do let's take a i couldn't find any i mean scott's still very active he's doing a lot of stuff but it just didn't seem like anything he did in the past week or so fit fit with us it just i didn't 
feel it was, you know, clip worthy. Now you'll probably make a fool out of me and have. No, I don't, I don't have much. one. I mean, it's a lot uh, of this stuff. And uh, our buddy CSB posted a thing on the uh, Russell brand. And he's like, oh, he always talks about the same topics. I'm like, but isn't that what most political people do? Pretty but, much. But it's that know. is the uh, the thing you run into. It's like because it is more of the same. You know, you don't go to yeah. Scott Lobito and expect to hear a, uh, you know, a recipe for schwagwah. You know, I mean, you, you know what you're going to get. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that, no. but it does and get repetitive. It gets a little repetitive. And, and when we like, we, when we like Scott's clips is when he's really lit and he's on fire and he's, he's motherfucking and you know, the whole thing. That's, that's when it's really peak Scott. Um, when he's a little more uh, measured and calm, it, it's, I don't know. He's it's less fun. Seems, yeah. It's less fun. <laughs> Thank you. Good. So here's, here's Bongino. Um, almost, almost not quite, but almost in the Scott zone. And what I really like about this clip is, um, you know, he doesn't, he really doesn't hold back. He doesn't, he doesn't uh, do the profanity the way Scott would, but he's pretty clear that not only is Joey a junk politician and a junk president, he is a junk human being. Joe Biden is a grifter, loser, kid sniffing woman, feeling bribe, taking plagiarizing loser. (laughs) What do you really feel like? Exactly. I, I like that. I want to hear that. Right, again. I knew you would. Yeah. And I mean, this again, for anybody who has not been following along, Bongino was a secret service, a secret service agent under Clinton. Correct. I believe it was under Clinton. Uh, I believe it was. We, we grew up, uh, you know, very um, close to each other in Queens, a few years apart. Um, he, he even went to my high school. So we have a lot in common, Dan and I, and I sure. admire his, uh, is a delivery here. Yeah. And, and you do feel the exact same way about Joey. So there's that. Maybe to the power of five. <laughs> Joe Biden is a grifter, loser, kid sniffing, woman feeling, bribe taking, plagiarizing loser. That's what he's always been. That's what he will always be. He is a gross, disgusting human being. Just check out the diary of one of his kids. I don't even want to talk about it because it's that disgusting. He is a freaking weirdo. You understand? He's a weirdo. And in case you think the grifting and the bribe taking and the brand selling and all of this stuff is new, hat tip uh, Maze on on uh, Twitter. I saw this yesterday on their account doing some show prep. Here's Tom Brokaw. I think this is from 2008. Stop. Stop. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I forget. This is very. This is this is nested within the band Bongino thing, and you can hear Brokaw and Joey, and it's it's pretty good stuff. And I guess the interesting thing when you look at a life that Biden has spent in politics. You would have to ask, would he been have been able to do that if the Internet and social media were around for his whole career? I'm betting not. I'm betting not. There was a lot of stuff that was covered up through all these politicians, for better or for worse. Yeah. But the American public is so stupid. You know, I mean, I remember his first run um, at the presidency in 88. And if you look, it's all over the Internet. The guy that did a really great summation wrap up of it was Jimmy Dore. Um, and this was before this was when the election was in progress. And it's just, you know, it was the, you would have thought there's there's no bias in the um, in the media at that time, because every fucking network, everyone, ABC, CBS, NBC, there was no Fox yet. Every one of them played these clips of 
him lying. Just successive, outrageous, in-your-fucking-face lies about degrees he never had, about scholarships he never earned, about, you know, marching with Willie Mandela and being arrested as a civil rights pro. Everything he said was bullshit. And you know what? There were fact-checkers back then, and they were pretty good at this. It was just lie, 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 lie. And the wrap-up of it was McLaughlin, the guy with the bulldog jowls who used to hold the, host the McLaughlin Report. And right. it was a very, it was a great button that whoever did this package put on it because they cut to McLaughlin turning to his panel of co-hosts and he says, what's the verdict? Biden career, political career, dead or live, right? And they all give like thumbs down. He goes, Biden, Biden, your career is dead. Boom. That was it. And that was, that was, that was, you know, people knew, people knew, but people fucking forgot. Didn't take that long. Yeah. It should have been dead. And it's interesting. Should have been dead. You're right. There's a, uh, he has a track record of lying. Yes. But now it's being, oh, no, it's just because he's old. He's going into dementia. It's like, no, no he's no, good. No, no. no, these are, oh, yeah. Or he's had a mental problem, which a lot of people do. He's been living in a different reality for a long time. And there are people who tell lies that believe them. Yeah. Well, the thing is, so they, the pushback is, well, Trump's a liar, too. Yeah. You know what? Trump's an exaggerator. Trump's the guy who will look out over the great lawn or wherever the fuck he's having a rally and go, look, at there's a million people out there. This is tremendous. And so right. it's all hyperbole. You know, those aren't the same lies. I don't give a fuck about those right. inaccuracies. They're inaccuracies. They're exaggerations. Lies, not so much. You know what a fucking lie is? A lie is, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. A lie is... The vaccine is 100% safe and effective, or there'll be no vaccine mandates. Those are fucking lies. Those are lies. Those are lies that kill people. And that's the kind that Biden tells. This is true. Joe, again, that's a while ago, correct? That's, is that even before 2015? It is. Yeah, Joe's checking the mail. Yeah, it checks out. This is from, yeah, me too. That's from 2008. Here is 2008. Tom Brokaw, a raging lefty, a raging lefty questioning Biden about another deal where he appears to have been bought off with his son, Hunter. In case you think any of this is new, check this out. Uh, your son being hired right out of law school by a big company here in uh, Delaware that is in the credit card business, MBNA. They, he got about uh, $100,000 a year, as I recall. Uh, you received $214,000 in campaign contributions from the company and from its employees. Uh, at the same time, you were fighting for a bankruptcy bill that uh, MBNA really wanted to get passed through the Senate, making it much tougher for everyone to file bankruptcy. Uh, Senator Obama was opposed to the bill. Among other things, uh, you couldn't, in fact, claim that you had a problem because of big medical bills. Uh, you voted against uh, an amendment that would call uh, for a warning on predatory lending. Um, you also called for uh, um, you opposed efforts to strengthen the protection of people in bankruptcy. This has been an issue that you've heard about before. Uh, your son was working for the company at the, at the same time. In retrospect, wasn't it inappropriate for someone like you in the middle of all this to have your son collecting money from this big credit card company while you're on the floor protecting its interest? Absolutely not. My son graduated from Yale Law School. The starting salary in Wall Street was $140,000 a year if he went to lawyer. Options he had. He came home to work for a bank. Surprise, surprise. Folks. What? Stop. 
What the fuck did that mean? He went to Yale. So what? The starting salary on Wall Street was 140. So what, what, is, what point is Joey making that he turned down? He, he blew off 40 extra grand to go be in, to, to work at home. And right, he's making Delaware less. For a credit card. Is, is that his fucking point? What does that even mean? I think his point was he's making less. He's not doing anything wrong, but yeah, so, forgetting- so this, was, this was altruism. So he took a hundred grand job and he was, and he was what he's like in a soup kitchen. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? Most likely a hundred grand to do nothing. So yes. Joey would do what MBNA wanted. Exactly. Allegedly. Anyway, I mean, yeah. I don't know the details of that particular situation, but it's interesting to see that this has been the kind of thing following Biden around. For years, again, it's nothing new. Yeah. And the fact that it goes that far back with his son, it's like, oh, this is a great way to get some, uh, to bring money in. Because if you're looking to influence pedal, I mean, it's not that easy because you can't take the payments directly. Right. It's a lot harder to anyway. Sure. I mean, you know, it's again, people, if you're the vice president, if you're in a senator, whatever, you're going to be looked at a little bit differently, but your kids. I mean, uh, you ask yourself how Pelosi's kids and, uh, you know, Romney's kids, it's like not just on one side of the aisle. So we're not, this is not a uh, Democrat Republican thing, but you look at so many of these lawmakers, children that end up making millions of dollars. You're like, well, how did that happen? What are you really selling out there? Yeah. With Hunter, I think we now know, because it certainly isn't his uh, paintings. (laughs) You know, I, it was interesting that they were some people wanted to go after him with sex trafficking because there was plenty of evidence of him having prostitutes cross state lines and all this other stuff. It's like, oh, you know, again, if if you want to play that game and Biden is maybe out of his mind now and doesn't know what he's doing, they're pointing out in the troll room. Let's not forget he's had multiple aneurysm surgeries, head came off that whole thing. His head came. Maybe they're programming them. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't remember things, but at some point, the other side's going to be in charge again, and you're going to pay the piper. Oh, I don't think why I can't agree with you there. I don't think the other side's ever going to be in charge again. That I mean, I guess that's the only way to win this game. Yeah, is to make sure of that. Yeah, this guy has been scum his entire life, and everybody knows it. This clip has been out there since 2008. The guy's a garbage person. He's always been garbage. He is a sociopathic, bribe-taking, brand-selling loser. Who somehow made it to the highest office in the land. Congratulations, America. As several others have uh, before him. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's like, wow, but now you know why he did it. Because he got what he wanted. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard that a lot from uh, Bill O'Reilly's analysis as well, which is Joe Biden used to be the maybe not completely anti-abortion, but he was not pro-abortion Catholic boy. Oh, yeah. He was very hard on crime. He was very tough. All this stuff. He's like he gave it all up. He changed everything that he believes in. Yes. Just to get the presidency. And it's like that shows you the kind of person he is. Total whore. Yeah. Because it's not about what you believe. It's not about doing what's best for the country. It is doing whatever you have to do to get the power. And if that's the case, then you know you're trying to monetize it. Because what's the point of power if you can't monetize it, Larry? 
Okay, I'm down with that. <laughs> right? You're like, well, I'm I'm, all, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I am in. I am right in. Up. Now we have uh, a rant. Now this is close to Lobito style rant, but uh, another New York guy. But his bent is unfortunately from the liberal side. We've pulled a couple of from Michael Rappaport before, but I, you know, oh, he's fucking guy. I know he's given Keith Oberman a run. Yeah, he's for, equally insane. Yeah, for being the dumbest douchebag in the world. Yeah. By Dude, by who also said that that pisshole Mar-a-Lago is worth $600 million and they evaluate it as $27 million. You lying, conniving And I don't know why this was on his page mm. where some things are censored and some things aren't. I don't quite understand if he thinks it makes him seem tougher or something to... Yeah to have the sensor beeps in there or maybe he messed up the lines and he had to to do something i don't know it's weird last clip i saw of this guy he was in the street mouthing off and somebody clobbered him and it was <laughs> did you see that one <laughs> yes it was a while it was ago fucking great man i mean uh, I, and there was never like how that what happened did he call a cop or was there you know charges pressed or what you know, whatever it, it was pretty funny Judge said that Trump and Trump's lawyers' claims were fantasy. You're on some Alice in Wonderland sh**, Duke. Dame Donald Trump is on some Disneyland sh**. Disneyland Donald Trump lying for the sake of lying. Of course it's a lie. It's all f- lies. You scared little piggy. You scared fat little piggy. Talking about shut down the government. You're not the president. You're on your way to jail. Yo, I didn't think so. I did not think so, but I think this might be going to jail because you can't shut your your Don't you watch Law and Order SVU? It's time to cop a plea, dude. A plea deal. I don't think anybody will accept your plea deal. Again, because you're out of favors and you're so disliked. Dislikable. Dame Donald Trump. I mean, everybody just, knows Rappaport is very likable. Yeah. So yeah, everybody loves him. He, when you want to have him at a dinner party? Yeah. No, no, he was good <laughs> no, in, no. Uh, I think he played a, a bad guy in justified and he did a good job. Oh, he's, he's an, this guy's an actor. Is that who he is? Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, I, and comedian. I just thought he was just some asshole like uh, Brooklyn defiant dad <laughs> or something. I had no, no. idea he was an actor. No. Yeah. He was actually, he's been in the entertainment business, which gives you oh. even a little better, uh, mm-hmm. a better reason to hate. If you I mean really, it's not worth hating him. It's, uh, but he, he, he acts he's, he's insignificant. Here's the funniest thing. Cause that was his thing on Donald Trump in the next four videos were all about another topic. But now this video, we just heard this audio from the video that we just heard. Yeah. I mean, he comes across like he's the biggest, baddest motherfucker in the world mm. that he will take anybody down. He'll say whatever he wants to anybody, but there is one group that he's afraid of. Do you know who that is? Tell me. Travis Kels and Taylor Swift. A lot of people have asked me my thoughts on this. Now, let me tell you something. Stop. I don't play games. Stop. How many people do you think have asked him his thoughts on this, Darren? Nobody. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know why they would. <laughs> they, what? So many fucking idiots preface their bullshit with that statement have you noticed that it's like the ones that say look right that's the, the new thing a lot of people have asked me nobody fucking asked him anything except get you know change your underpants that's probably what people ask him um, or there was one person online who was trying to bait him maybe 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 yeah yeah but i thought this was great yeah now let me tell you something i don't play games with the swifties i'll say it again i don't play games with the swifties 
Okay. Okay. Before I get to my opinion, I'll tell you why. If you want smoke with Taylor Swift fans, have at it. I don't. They come for you. And they come for you until they got you. Okay? They got so many people on their hit list right now. Me, Michael Rapport, I don't want that smoke. I don't want those problems. I don't want that trouble. Uh, if you if you want trouble with a pop star's fans, go at it. But I am telling you, as somebody that talks a whole bunch of shit, you know me. I'm Michael Rappaport. You know who I am. As somebody, oh, I didn't. Who talks- I didn't. <laughs> Sorry, <true>. Michael. <laughs> You're new to me. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Just- yeah, another, another legend in his own mind. <laughs> uh-huh. Ah, we all are, though. At some point in time, yeah. I guess. Should I be worried for what I've done to Neil Young? <laughs> uh, really? I don't know. No. But all his fans are dead, so I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, you're fine. All right. whole bunch of shit, and who's been in all kinds of beefs, all sorts of beefs Ooh. on social media. I like how he says on social media, because it's a lot easier yeah. to get into a beef with Isn't somebody it? on yeah. social yes. media. <laughs> Unlike on the street when you get clobbered mouthing off to somebody. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's when the beefs have a little bit of a quicker repercussion to them. There's, yeah. There's some bone in the beef there. Yes. <laughs> Yes, five fingers right in the face. (laughs) When you go into the world of a pop star and their fans, that's a whole other kind of trouble that you're not ready for and you do not want. And rest assured, they will get you. It's like he's talking about the mob. Taylor Swift fans will get him. Will get him. And, And I don't just, you know, as you know, you're a big Taylor Swift fan. I am not a fan, but, but let me say it this many people, they use, I am not a fan as a euphemism for acts when they really mean I fucking hate them. That's right. not true. I feel utterly neutral about Taylor. I mean, I think she's, she's okay. She's a great looking woman, pretty good songs, but, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, go out of my way to see her, but I have nothing against her. So who the, who, and why would anybody, I can't understand why somebody would want to piss off or piss on Taylor. So if she seems to me like a pretty unoffensive person. Am I right or wrong? It would seem so. There was, uh, All right. with, I think the guy's name was Scott Shannon, like legendary. Oh, I know de- Scott. Yeah. Now he was on with Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. And he was talking about knowing a lot of the classic people from rock and roll. They were talking about, he would, yeah. you know, the people that had all died young and mm-hmm. O'Reilly had a book out earlier this year. I think it came out killing the legends, which, covered John Lennon, Elvis Presley, and Muhammad Ali, and they were talking about how fame can really screw up your life mm-hmm. and the people yeah. that are around you and all of that. And he asked Scott Shannon, he's like, out of all these, you know, people that you've met, you know, is there anyone that you would say has, you know, been insulated from that, has kept their head on straight, you know, didn't have this? And he said Taylor Swift, as far as they current and like he's like she's the same person she was before she became taylor swift yeah and it's like for me it's like i don't care if you're gonna have different political views that's fine but seems like a fairly good person mm-hmm. not somebody that is out there trying to destroy other people i thought it was funny no. rapaport made a comment i guess 
I guess he had a, a problem with Ariana Grande fans at one point. And he's like, they still, they got his phone number. They called him. They DM. They <laughs> really? just, yeah, they <laughs> harassed him for years. Oh he's like, I forgot about it. They still, wow. it's like okay. these people do, they hold a grudge. I would think. Yeah. And that I, really I guess, it comes yeah. down to just numbers, I guess, because it's like yes. the amount of Taylor Swift fans out there appears to be in the uh, tens of millions, if not more. Oh, it's got to be way more than that. Like, Around the world, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, way more, sure. I mean, I thought it was hilarious that uh, on the interview that uh, Tucker Carlson just did, he did an hour with, or, or just about an hour with O'Reilly, mm-hmm. and he brought the video clip from Inside Edition with the, the O'Reilly, oh, we're going to fucking do it live! I love that clip, I love it. Everybody does, it seems. And O'Reilly, O'Reilly's like, he's like, you would not believe this. You know, he said he was like in, you know, Singapore. There's some like in the middle of nowhere where he's like, people come up to you and they're like, oh, you're the do it live guy. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's, 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 just, his, that's his signature clip. Huh? Uh-huh. But <laughs> I guys th- interviewed presidents and kings. And <laughs> <laughs> but you're the fucking do it live guy. Okay. See, well, that, you're on to something. This, people love the rage. Yes. And there, that's something about how far this kind of stuff can go and that people will recognize you on the street because they're like, oh, you're, you're that guy. But I thought that was great. The big, strong Michael Rappaport, like, no, no, Taylor Swift. I, and he did four, right. he did four minutes on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> he really, yeah, he ripped a long time on that. And there was more that I cut out and he was like, I just, all, in all due respect, he's like, this is probably just a short-term relationship, but with all due, re-, he was talking about Taylor Swift like he was talking about a mafia, Don. Wow. No, like with all due respect, I'm not saying, I'm not sure, I'm just, just giving you my opinion. I don't yeah. want to cause any offense. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I think it's great. We know if you want to get somebody taken care of, you just go to the Swifties. There, people are afraid of the Swifties. I'm going to keep that in mind. I'm going to befriend some Swift. Well, I have one. You, you're a big Swift, a big Swifty, right? One of the biggest Swifties out there. Biggest. (laughs) One of the biggest out there. No question about that. (laughs) Now you've got this clip here on the gun store closure. Is there a yes? Yes, this was something I stumbled. Maybe I just still get served up shit because. social media things still think i'm in la i don't know <laughs> thank god Could you're be. not yeah um but there's it's it comes from a, a t- you know la the best bumper sticker in uh, los angeles ever <clears throat> and there were a lot of them was one that said los angeles not a city uh it's 72 neighborhoods looking for a city and that's correct you know there's no people always say like well, where's which way is this like you know downtown chicago is downtown so does new york so does san francisco most cities are like that Right, not LA. And so Century City is one of many. And it's a pretty nice one. Goes back a long way. They've probably one of the best car shows in the world um, every year there. And it's it's I've spent a lot of time there. I like it. So the part of part of the you know omnipresent landscape of uh, of, of Culver City is this gun store called Martin Redding. It's been around forever. And it is really cool ass neon sign. Like it looked like, I don't know, it wasn't a flint lock. It was like maybe like a lever action winchester um barrel pointed towards the air um i think it was ringed in neon it was very very old west kind of cool you know and so they've been there forever i was in the store i never bought anything in there but it was, it was a pretty cool store and suddenly uh the guy who's retiring martin and he's he wants to sell the store well the the uh the city of culver culver city which is by the way that's 
half of Alberto Culver, the hair care people, right? Um, decided to buy the structure to, because it's so dangerous to have a gun store <laughs> in your neighborhood. So here we go. I'm going to stop you a lot on this one. The city paid $6.5 million to buy the Martin B. Reading store on Washington Boulevard. Some residents say it was worth it to keep another gun store from opening up. Others say the price was simply too high. KTLA's Rachel Menetov joins us live from Culver City with the details on this controversial purchase. Rachel. The mayor tells me the city decided to buy this building in large part because the community asked for a different use of the location. Now, what's to become of this space in the future? That has yet to be determined. The Martin B. Redding gun store on Washington Boulevard will soon have a new owner. The Culver City Council unanimously ruled to buy the property, which is a 65-year staple of the community. In recent years, though, it drew criticism from parents of children at La Bologna Elementary School one block over, who shared their concerns about the close proximity of the gun store in light of recent school shootings around the country. Stop. Mark you hear that? In light of recent school shootings around the country. Guess how many school shootings have been in Culver City? Zero. That's correct. But around yes. the country. But around the country. And, and I couldn't find, I really drilled down with this one, Darren. I could not find a single incident of some psycho who shot up a school who first either broke into or bought a gun um, at a store near a school and then ran over to the school and shot it up. I, I couldn't find one. That's not to say it's never happened, but I was unable to locate any such incident. But you know, and then sometimes, you know, the guns also, as you know, they can just get up on, on their own volition, grow legs and feet and a finger and, and, and go to a school and shoot up guns. Guns have the capacity. I keep waiting for mine to do it. I've been waiting. I've been watching. Yeah. I've been like, come on, do it. Yeah. That's when you need a trigger lock on it in case it gets that, you know, sentient, as they say, decides yeah. to kill you in your sleep. Right. We can walk yeah. out of the house. It can go kill yes. people, come back home. Yes. Get a sandwich. Right. Pick up know. some white castles on the way. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Shoot holes in them. Make white castle donuts. Yeah. I mean, granted, I understand why there are regulations, if not laws in a lot of cities where you don't want strip clubs, uh, you don't want liquor stores, yes. you don't want a lot of things within a block of a school, but it sounds True. like maybe they built the school there after the store was there. Yes. If the uh, the store has been there for sixty some odd years, and it's like I, this again, they they're going to take this as some kind of big win. Oh yeah, just listen to what they have to say. Yeah, you're gonna love this. On the country, Margot Bennett is the executive director of Women Against Gun Violence and a longtime Culver City resident. The statistics show that we don't stop. Need more What's the laugh? Yeah, there's that Curry tell the Gates tell <laughs> the statistics show. Uh-huh. Yeah. I looked her up in her organization, you know, um, you know, women, angry women against guns, whatever it is. And there she is with her. Um, she's got, she's got her uh, credentials, of course, just like Mar was saying, you know, where, where's, your, where's your credentials? How are you valid as a human? And she has an MBA. And the other one I've never seen before is ED. I assume it's erectile dysfunction. Maybe she triggers that and people meet her. I don't know, but that's what it said. MBA, ED. I'm Culver City resident. The statistics show that we don't need more guns in our society. We don't need them certainly near our homes, near our schools. No, you do need them in your homes because that's where crime is happening now. Yes. And a lady, Mar what's her name? Margo? Margo, you know, 
hate to tell you this. There's a, Culver City is an incorporated town. Okay. So of course they have their own, they don't have LAPD. They have Culver City Police Department and fire department and so on and so forth. Um, those there's a, there's a lot of cops. There's a lot of cops in Culver City. They're near your homes and they have guns just for you to know. They've all got guns, lots and lots of guns. That's scary. Isn't that scary? Near our yeah. homes, near our schools, near our houses of worship. Culver City cracked down on firearms dealing years ago, but the Reading Gun Store was grandfathered in and allowed Stop. to continue. Do you hear that? Do you hear that uh, editorializing? Editorializing crackdown on firearms dealing. That sounds a lot like a crackdown on drug dealing, doesn't it? But no, they don't do that anymore in California. Oh, right. It's okay to deal drugs. Yeah. And I mean, to shoot up heroin yeah. in the street. Yes. Yes. But the word crackdown is almost always uh, precedes some type of illegal in reference to an illegal activity. Um, if it's a, you know, a licensed gun dealer, why would what, what's the crackdown? I don't think I get that. And what I also want to know is why. And they're not alone in this. Why do they always send the people out? to do a story on a busy street when they can just do it somewhere quietly. Yeah, true. I don't get it. I think they do it because the interviewees like to be stared at by traffic passing. Like there's somebody looking like a movie star, you know what they should really, if they really wanted to get them off, they'd bring a little you know, six feet run of red carpet and some kind of a backdrop, but that then they really get off on that. Stealing years ago, but the Reading Gun Store was grandfathered in and allowed to continue operating as is, even though its owners are retiring. Under the current rules, another gun store would have been able to take its place. It's important because our community came out and let us know that they had concerns about their safety. They had their safety. Well, but safety. Our community. Now, nobody ever said this was put to a vote. What they said was the city council unanimously ruled, ruled like a king. We ruled, but there was no. And again, I dug into this. Was what was the process why by which this was arrived at? Well, it was the fiat of five six assholes in the city council. It said because because we feel like doing it, we're going to do it because we want it. Well, yeah, and it doesn't seem like there have been events that people bought guns at the store, then went out and killed a bunch of people in the neighborhood, right? None, none, none. But there are other events. But we fear for our safety because somebody yeah. might buy a gun. Yeah. So they're so afraid, um, Margot and this other woman who's about, who's in mid quote, um, they're so worried about the safety of the community. Well, 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 guess what? Um, I did check in the years 2018 to 2021. In Culver City, which is not a big place, it's maybe a couple of square miles, it's not very big, um, there were nine traffic fatalities involving 13 vehicles. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now, and beyond that, let's, I dug a little deeper, there are, in this little town, 13 liquor stores. Oh, 13 liquor stores and an uncalculable amount of bars and restaurants that also serve alcoholic beverages. Now, what's the bigger threat? A bunch of fucking guns locked up. I mean, the, the Reddick store looks like a fortress. I mean, you'd have to get in there with a bazooka, okay? As all gun stores pretty much are. Um, but those liquor stores are selling. People are getting drunk. They're driving. They're assaulting people. Uh, what about that? And what about those vehicles? Those there was 13 fucking vehicles that killed people. Get those vehicles off the street. If you're really worried about the children, what's, what's, why aren't you fixing that, Margot? Right. Get all vehicles off the street. Get them all off the street. 
Well, this is the fallacy of going after guns rather than going after people that use guns to commit crimes. Right. Because it's way easier to be. No, we want to take them away from the law abiding citizens. And now never once have I heard any of these douchebags have an answer when you say, so uh, the criminals are going to give up their guns, right? No. Well, no. Do you expect the criminals to give up their guns? Well, no. Well, then why would you want the people that aren't criminals to give up their guns? Because they don't want you having something they don't have. Uh And that scares them. It's important because our community cannot our community let know they have concerns about their safety, they have concerns about their family, and I'm really grateful that we're able to respond. Yasmin Imani McMorrin is the vice mayor of Culver City. Vice she mayor. says this sale is a long time coming. Oh, a long There's time. There's so much more that's possible than the status quo. I say that all the time. And so I'm just really proud of our community. I'm excited. Stop. For th- what does that mean? Proud There's of so our much community. More- and proud of the community and so much more than the status quo. What does that mean? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But it's a platitude. And these people speak in platitudes. Politicians, it's all they can do. Really proud of our community. I'm excited for the future of this space and what it could be for all of us. The city council authorized entering into an agreement for the purchase and sale of the property. Those opposed to the ruling cited concerns over the steep price tag of the building, $6.5 million, while other Culver residents wonder why the city is getting involved in the first place. It seems like maybe they're overstretching their boundaries, but I'm not sure what their legalities are behind that in terms of them initiating some policy to administer what type of business it's going to be going forward. I don't know about that. And I did reach out to Martin Redding, the owner of the gun store, and I'm still waiting to hear back from him. There are no official plans for this space. Like why? Why would he even talk to anybody? What? Why? Just take your six and a half million and run. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you another sidebar of this, which has really kind of popped into my head. Um, All my life growing up as a kid, um, I would see movies, a lot of movies from older movies, I guess, where they would say, uh, we interrupt this program, uh, you know, there, there's a bank robber, there's something in progress, lock all your doors, to, you know, hide your children, whatever, you know. And I was, I'd see that in movies and think, where the fuck does that ever, because that, that ever happened? Did that ever happen to you in Chicago? No. No. Okay. That never happened to me in New York. But shortly after uh, my wife uh, moved to LA with us, I decided to, we decided to play hooky and go to Disneyland. And we were driving down to Anaheim and I got the fucking radio on and suddenly some guy goes, we interrupt this program and says, there's a massive shootout taking place in North Hollywood right now. Automatic weapons, hundreds and maybe thousands of rounds fired. Don't go there. Lock your doors and windows. And I'm like, is is this fucking real? I thought it was like, you know, (laughs) right. Orson Welles, War of the Worlds or something. Right. I think this can't be real. Right. Well, it was real. And it became a very, very, very famous event. In fact, it was it was pretty much, um, uh, I would say, uh, copied for the excellent movie Heat uh, uh, with uh, Pacino and um, uh, little Bobby you, D. The B- Bobby, Bo- yeah, P- Bobby D. and Pacino and uh, Val Kilmer. And uh, you know, a lot of it said people said is it looks a lot like that. Anyway, it was a massive story. And what happened was um, these these two assholes decided to heist a bank there, and they had full body armor. Right. Head to almost toe. Not quite. And I'll tell you why I'm going to tell you that. 
And so the cops, they show up and they've got, you know, nine millimeters. They got shotguns. These fucking guys have like M16s, <laughs> the robbers. They came prepared. They came prepared. So the cops were completely fucking outgunned. And the, whoever the squad leader says, he says, hey, fucking you, you and you, you get in that squad car, go over to fucking B&B guns <laughs> and load up the trunk with whatever. Just, you know, take the credit card. We'll pay from B&B was a fantastic gun store. Uh, not far from there, just blocks away where I, I bought several firearms over the years. It was great. And um, the guy, the owner, he sizes up instantly and he just says, take what you want. Grab. Just don't, don't even ask. Do you see it on the wall? Grab it. Grab and go. Right. And they took thousands and thousands of dollars worth of weapons from that place. And that was how cool the owner of this store was. And I guess they were repaid, I would think. Um, they brought them back, whatever. Within... Two years after that, B&B was shuttered forever because in some, some form, um, you know, a T wasn't properly crossed or an I wasn't dotted, whatever, and the fucking Fed shut them down. I mean, if you talk about a community service right. guy, B&B really was, um, but gone. And I, I, they're probably, I wouldn't be surprised if once uh, Reddings is gone, there won't be another single um gun store maybe in la county there's a, there a bunch of them when i moved there but i think they're all gone and they've all been shut down by the federalities on bullshit technicalities right we're not gonna make we can't make it illegal for you to buy a gun but we can make it much much harder right we can make it cost a lot more yeah we can keep raising our taxes mm-hmm well, we can, we want to charge you 50 cents around. There was the one Senator from Massachusetts or New sure. Hampshire. One of those, it's like, no, that's not, uh, that's not right. But I mean, again, none of it's about what is right. No, no. but again, this is all, we don't want to punish the people that actually commit the crimes. We want to go after, you know, this is like, we, we want to send Kamala Harris to find out the root causes of immigration. They're just ASCOs, assholes seeking to control others. That's all they are. And that's what commies are. That's what totalitarians are. That's what statists are. All these fucking people. doesn't matter the party, their name. doesn't matter the nation, the hemisphere, the century. They're ASCOs. And they've always been around. And they always will. And it turns out where the highest gun population is, not where the highest gun crimes are. Never. Never. Why is that? If the guns yeah. cause the oh, problem, yeah. research, research shows uh-huh. you heard what that bag said. Research shows you're safer when your guns far away from, <laughs> you know, and it's again, one of those things where I understand you want guns. If you're going to use the for the children, well, I understand you want guns kept away from children. And I will also go along with, if you have a, eight-year-old that gets a hold of daddy's loaded gun and kills somebody well then the dad should go to jail because he let the kid have access to the gun this comes down to the people that commit the crime should do the time yes but there's plenty of people that use guns every day that have never killed anybody go big surprise isn't that amazing Uh uh-huh that happens yeah because they're dangerous so dangerous yes like i said i'm still waiting for mine to get up and go kill somebody it will it will like i said get a trigger lock (laughs) put a camera on it then Bury the safe. You're right. You won't be safe until everything's safe. I shouldn't. I shouldn't even sleep in the same house with a <laughs> exactly with the Get gun because it might just Leave. start firing right. at any right. given time. It, or you could sleep in Kevlar pajamas. Your choice. 
That's true. Whatever Moose thinks is the right way to go. Oh, my God. I think that might be the electrician coming. To, uh, <laughs> I had a guy get, get some work done here. I better wrap this up. Sorry. No problem. Stupid me. No. Nope. Uh, wait a minute. You got more clips, I'm sure. Lay them on them. I'm Bo- not going to move because my wife can handle them. Go well, ahead. now, the only the last clip I have, and well, there was have one about the NASCAR fight, but we can save oh, that one. Oh, the NASCAR fight. <laughs> this was after the uh, the truck race, and the AP covered this. I just thought it was... Uh, Kind of funny, again, this is how the news covers it, but this was the video that leaked of the incident, and this is already post-Young Punk gets punched in the face by old grizzly veteran. Okay. That's the Young Punk uh, kid telling the other guy, I'm going to fucking kill you, kill you. Okay. at the next race. You fucked with the wrong guy, motherfucker. So now we have the grizzly veteran who's smart enough to be saying, I will kick your ass. Where the 20 year old is saying, I'm going to kill you, which is something I find to, uh, well, I'm all for free speech. Don't get me wrong. When you're dealing with auto racing and vehicles that could very easily kill somebody. And yeah, these are two racers in yes. this car. Yes. Wow. Okay. And, and where was this race? This was in Talladega, the most oh, uh, Talladega Nights, the highest okay. speed track on the, yeah. on the circuit. Mm-hmm. And the young punk has, uh, the that's nick sanchez has the reputation of running into people yeah and he's like 20 years old or so and the older guy's been in the series forever matt crafton he's like 37 years old and nick sanchez then was like well he sucker punched me because uh nick was bloodied i mean he got him good he when he when he was picking himself up off the ground his whole nose and eye looked like they were bleeding who threw the first punch it sounds like Matt Crafton did after now Nick Sanchez is saying he was sucker punch, but this is what you'd expect from a punk, right? Sure. Uh, and this part wasn't on video. Matt Crafton said, look, I tapped him on the shoulder, said, what the fuck? Because he wrecked him during the race. And then he's like, Nick Sanchez decided to threaten him, which he said at that point, while I'm not proud that it got physical, you know, I punched him. Mm, okay. And he's like, that may not be on anybody's video, but there are plenty of eyewitnesses that will, you know, bear that out that this wasn't because Nick Sanchez is saying he tapped me on the shoulder. And as I turned around, he punched me. Oh, okay. So there's a little bit of a different story there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe this is something that a few weeks ago, one of Nick Sanchez's teammates is Haley Deegan. We talked about her before. One of the few females in racing. And uh, Nick Sanchez basically ran over her a few weeks ago. Ooh. So maybe this was the case of, uh, I've seen enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The most interesting thing, though, was the AP. Like, well, two, you know, one or two fans on Twitter were saying this. And, you know, needless to say, Matt Crafton won't be selling many souvenirs this week, T-shirts this week. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? I'm thinking of buying 10 of them because it's about... Like, I don't think you understand. There's a lot of people when these NASCAR things come out, uh, 
Yeah, it is. NASCAR is the new WWE, says Seabrook. It is. He's right. Yes. And this is the kind of stuff, for better or for worse, NASCAR can play all they want. And I think these two guys are serious, but NASCAR, for the publicity that this kind of stuff gets, yeah. people are going to be like, well, well, are they going to get well, well. Are they going to get close to each other? Is anything going to happen in the next sure. in the next race? Yeah. We'll have to tune in to find out. I just thought, again, this was like so tone deaf yeah. that the leftist AP is like oh well this old this old this horrible old white guy hit a guy named sanchez in the face so obviously it's probably going to turn into racism and everything else yeah Yeah, sure so we'll be interested to see that and this was some (laughs) nameless comedian and i should have played this back with the other clips of uh of the woman that was so mad that the guy wouldn't shag her but i thought this was just to show you the complete double standard Here's the thing I've always hated about Elon Musk ever since the jump, ever since he started going on TV, because he always wants to do cameos and be in movies and shit and be seen and wear the Iron Man suit. Right. Okay. here's the deal. Here's the deal. I got to stand up for this. If you're going to be richer than God and you're going to be going on my TV, the least that you could do for me is be hot. Now, can you imagine if a man said that? Ooh. about yeah. a woman whoa 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 no, no it wasn't schumer uh it was somebody some woman i had never seen before net ned and i really yeah. didn't think it was important enough to figure out what her name was yeah but it's that like double standard a, like to see a kind of a photo carousel of all her boyfriends and exes right decided how, how many of them are actually hot is she hot no <laughs> i mean granted yeah. i'm a i'm a tough case i i mean i don't find a lot of women to be super duper hot i mean there's yeah. you know the pointing thing there's only it's a very small percentage which is, is. why by the way no beret hasn't been point at, at posting point i kind of handed my pointy chick thing to him and for a while he was keeping a remarkable stream going of pointy chicks on uh no agenda no agenda social but i don't know maybe he's busy well, he's in the troll room right now, sloughing around. So, I mean, he's got <laughs> to work on that. But this, and don't put Renee Richards in there, okay? I know. <laughs> Hell no. Leave, leave her out. Yeah, no. This is a value for value podcast, which means we put these shows out there. They're not buying a paywall. You get to enjoy them. Then you get to decide all on your own what yeah. kind of value you have gotten from the show. You can put that into a number and get it to us in a variety of ways including going to planetrage.show, clicking that PayPal button for a one-time or monthly donation, using the QR codes, wallet addresses to do the crypto thing, the P.O. box if you want to put Uncle Sam in charge of your money, which is a great thing for no fees, but not a great thing because they seem to lose half the stuff that goes into the chain. And the best way to maybe is to do it, getting into the podcasting 2.0 thing, go to newpodcastapps.com. You can find out all the information there we have a couple people to thank for today's show because i think a lot of people are saving up for episode 100 the extravaganza extravaganza yes and uh now sir 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 seat sitter your buddy chris that you just did the show with over at (laughs) abs in a six pack which you can find at shitmyass.com i kid you not (laughs) he wanted to know if we were getting your buddy dick masterson to do episode 108 when it comes up so i guess we can uh we can consider that one. I mean, we don't, I said, we don't normally do guess, yes. but no. I know yeah. Dick likes to do one Oh eights, I guess. All right. So we'll throw a spear at him. See if he's, uh, he's amenable. Why not? But today yeah. we have our buddy, sir, truck driver. He's the executive producer coming in with his monthly five sixty five. It seems like it comes in more than monthly. Thank you, sir. Truck driver. Kevin yes. Seifert with five bucks. Those were from PayPal. 
Thank you, Kevin. Uh, then we got some booster grams here. All right. And uh, let's see, was Sir Sir Seats that are, he came in with three. I think he just barely eked out if you add all three of these together because it's 5,500, 33, 33, and 6,900. Love those numbers. I think if you add them all up, I think he beat CSB. So he says that uh, uh, Louis CK is as funny as ass cancer. He's quoting you, Larry Blinder. That's I did uh, say that, yes. Uh, then he says, Ray John. Then he says, research shows ASCOs can kiss my ass. <laughs> I love it. So thank, thank you. you, Sir Sir Seat Sitter, otherwise just known as Chris. Yeah. And then CSB did come in with his 15,033, and he's like, have Larry read it because he doesn't like me. All right, here we go. Howdy, tall leprechauns, Darren and Larry. Please invite your audience to visit my cartoons without spoons at www.csb.lol rage on yo csb what does he have against spoons i don't know what the spoon thing is about csb i want to see a cartoon about a spoon now yes and then i'll send fifteen thousand and thirty three satoshis back to you there you go for a cartoon about a spoon do it now here's the thing he creates some spoon character becomes a multi-billionaire and i'll be like fuck (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he'll, then you, okay if you become a billionaire on the spoon character we want to cut csb yeah you got to up your game then for planet yes. rage yes yes and then oh well, sir 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 seed sitter had another 6900 before the show oh. just said rage forever thank you so he's really boosting chris is a man anonymous came in with five thousand. weirdo came in i love that name Love that name. Thank you, Anonymous. And thank, <laughs> thank you, Weirdo. <laughs> 1333 had a couple of these like Darano remedy for toothaches, a couple of whole clove garlic, grind it up, take some uh, isopropyl, soak it. And I'm like, I get it. That would do for mm-hmm. minor oh, infections. Oh. And obviously, the infection thing seems to be true because once I started the antibiotic, the tooth pain all uh, yeah. disappeared and they took the x ray and it wasn't the tooth. So it has to be a sinus thing. I'm just hoping, yeah. like you said, that these antibiotics knock it out. And it won't be back. The other thing weirdo had here, fun fact, while making the movie Idiocracy again, the movie everybody wants me to watch. You have to watch it. The costume director found some shoes that were so horrible. They thought no one would ever wear them. And those shoes were Crocs. Wow. Our dystopian future. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Where we're going as a society. Yeah. Yeah. Memes one three three seven came in with one three three seven says leap boost to sustain the rage despite all my rage I am still a rat in a cage he's quoting Billy Corrigan of mm. the Smashing Pumpkins yes and then for all the folks who stream when they listen minute by minute it is very much appreciated and that would yes, be sir. sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley Dale Thank Jr. You, more Thank weirdo you, more anonymous and Harry oh. Pilgrim Harry Pilgrim Thank you God this is great. This is the beauty of podcasting 2.0. I'm going to need some hot tea or something. Can you tell my voice seems like it wants to just uh, totally get shot out? It must be these antibiotics since the... Of course, that'll affect it. The mucus coming down. All of it just coating the throat in a way that the throat doesn't want. Once this infection is gone, CSB will never have me read again. You are going to be the permanent <laughs> uh, copy reader. You think I can get you. the... Uh, can I get the Velvet Larry voice? That would be awesome. I wish I could get the Velvet Larry voice. I don't know what everybody's talking about, but I'll take it. So thank you. It's a beautiful thing. And thanks to everybody for supporting the show. Thanks to everybody for listening along. At one point, we had 96 uh, live. Ooh, all right. When I look, so, I mean, that's good. We're we're closing in on keeping it over 100. Yes, yes, yes. I know that's right around the corner. 
Everybody just bring a friend next week on Monday when we do this show at 1 p.m. Central. Episode 98. Yeah. And uh, listen to That Larry Show, thatlarryshow.com. Do you know what's on uh, that on deck uh, for that one this week? I have a tentative title. Uh, don't uh, hate me if I switch it up. But uh, right now I'm thinking it's kind of an exploration of violence. And it's um, the tentative title is The Case for Violence. Ooh. Ooh. So we want violence. Well, maybe we do. Maybe we don't. But we're going to look at that. And I was basically uh, preparing a show in my mind the other night when I couldn't the sleep. While the, yeah. uh, while, while the whole ear thing was throbbing. And once I yes. realized that uh, the pain was not caused by a toothache, but instead a sinus infection, mm-hmm. it really got me to thinking about all sorts of other misdirection and people making decisions based upon things you know like global warming and all of this because it looks like the cause is here so there were some uh, ruminations there there's some uh, seeds there for a show so that may be the route we sounds good we go and as long as again my throat doesn't give off in the uh, in the interim Nah, you're a tough guy yeah i'll just need some tea or some irish whiskey or both or both i wouldn't put the isopropyl alcohol in my mouth though that's not supposed to be normal but orally administered stick no. with the telemore do do the same yeah. thing and taste a lot better that's true that is yeah. true and i mean really now that i've got the antibiotics i don't need the home remedy because this is uh <laughs> right. this is knocking it out and now that i mean really yeah. that the thing that surprised me the most because i was just like my mouth was dry and every time it, it had been hit with that cold water it's like i knew i was waiting yeah. for the you know twinge of pain but i'm like it already hurts and then i'm like wait it doesn't anymore and then when the pain went away i did it again and it's like i can't feel anything anymore Mm. it's genius genius so join us again for another do guided tour next week until then i am darren o'neill for the lovely and talented larry blydner (laughs) buy your tickets now you're not going to want to miss next week's we're going to slay keith olbermann yeah in one way shape or form right yes sir The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Oh, world, going! Shit!